is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of London is Blue podcast. As your host, Brandon, join my host, Nick, and Dan. And ladies and gentlemen, we have the Liverpool match review. All right, well, good pod. We'll talk to you later. Are you showing the commensurate amount of, of effort as we saw today, or is that what's happening? I don't know. Outside of N'Golo Kante playing, what are you talking about? Nothing happened. <laughs> Nothing happened, which is why I felt like we should keep it short and sweet, but apparently... We're supposed to do a little bit longer, so we'll try to stretch this one out. There's not even an episode overview. We are, we're just fitting this one in. It's a little bit looser. It's midweek. We got a lot going on, um, and it just wasn't a lot to inspire us. So, um, Dan, do you want to do the three-word match view? I have Twitter pulled up. There's a few in here. <laughs> Dan. Yes. Dan. Words. The this pain. is a podcast. <laughs> the pain on Dan's God. face. Oh my God! Someone uh, help him, Mar- please. Mark from Discord did the pain, pain everywhere video, and that was probably the best description of what anyone watching the full match in real time experienced. I feel bad for the supporters who were there in person. I mean, if you were at home or at the pub, you at least had a chance to maybe enjoy a beverage or hang out with somebody. But to have to go to the game and see that was, whew. yeah, yeah, and I think it was raining there too, so like not even enjoyable. I think that's what Andrew said. All right, I'm gonna pick a couple. Ian says Anthony Taylor masterclass, love that. <laughs> uh, Julian says allergic to scoring. Andrew, friend of the pod, Porto Five says goals aren't us. Enoch says nil nil again. Um, let's see, waste of time from Hess. Kind of feel that a little bit. Uh, J.J. Harvey saying Conte was phenomenal. Obviously, no uh, doubt. Louis Benaventi, uh, for those of you who know him, says play Nick up top, up front. I mean, one word, up front. So, would you, sure. would you like to would you like to respond to that, the uh, the people clamoring, Nick? That was uh, that was my three word match review. Was clinicality of Nick? That's a great bridge. Yeah, uh, that, that was my bridge. So, Dan, yeah. what what did you put? Uh, obviously the. Taylor Swift Eras Tour is going on right now. So I, uh, I've i given this this specific era as our dumb era. <laughs> this, is, this is where we're at. <laughs> this is, it's very uh very shrewd analysis there, Dan. Thank you. I got one. I'll, I'll play the game. Uh, no new era. Oh. Ooh, interesting. I just think, ladies and gentlemen, Chelsea fans, buckle up. I think we have seen what the rest of the season might look like. I think you might get a response for Real Madrid just because Real Madrid. But other than that, I think the league is an absolute wash. And how bad is it between us, Dan? It's just the amount of goalless minutes between these two miserable teams. It's just soul-sucking. Look, it's not something that you want to have as a high-level stat. When you see Opta Joe or somebody tweeting before the game indicating that, you know, you've gone three matches or four matches or five matches now with scoreless draws between these two sides. Look, if you were planning for a goal in this game, you you were a very brave person to put a bet on anybody scoring against these two sides right now, even with the form that they have both been in. And 
past seasons, the high of the high, and now this season's where it's the mids of the mids. I put Kai on my fantasy team, so uh, oh, double double week in do? my I also, base. also made that mistake, but Keppa and Chilwell were, were very kind, so... Uh-huh. All right, you, you well, dumb idiots, man. Yeah, not great. Uh, but if you would be great and uh, join our Discord, love that. Uh, five star on Apple Podcast, Spotify goes the same. Long way, source. If you've done one, just just go log in and do the other. I mean, everybody's got both accounts these days. I have a feeling. But let us go ahead and jump into the actual match. It was Liverpool this past Tuesday, the fourth of April. No more fools days. I wish. It was in the Premier League at Stamford Bridge. In case you somehow missed it, Chelsea nil, Liverpool nil. Uh, goals? Ha, none. Uh, so we'll kick over to the fifth stand app. Let them run it back. Uh, thank you to Chelsea for letting us use the highlights. Download the official Chelsea FC fifth stand app if you haven't already. We'll be right back. Now, chance for Chelsea to break with Felix. He's got Havertz up there with him. It's two on two at the moment. Felix going direct. He might go all the way here. What a run. Still might come for Havertz on the follow-up. Couldn't quite execute the volley. Brilliant run from Joao Felix. Here's Kante, barged his way back into possession. Kovacic finding Havertz, who's onside. Felix is up there with him. Kovacic is trying to get into help out too. And it's Mateo Kovacic around the goalkeeper and Kanate with the block on the line. Now Chilwell, can he square it for Havertz? Oh, Alisson did enough. So that's a good save. That is a good save. Kante. Options left and right, or he could just go through the middle himself. Havertz again holding his run brilliantly. Can he get the shot off here? He dragged it across the face of goal. He's past that. Gomez. Oh, he's hit one hard. He's never scored a senior goal, Joe Gomez. He's probably not come much closer than that. Oh, it's travelled all the way through to Fabinho, and there's a vital touch in there from somebody to turn it behind for a corner. I think it's Fafana again. Oh, beautiful. There's the skill. Kante trying to get it, and here's Kovacic, and he's through Mateo Kovacic. He's blazed it over. Kovacic. Oh, Kante can release Havertz here. Can he get there ahead of Simikas? He has. It's Kai Havertz. Alisson saves. But it comes back off Havertz and in. And Chelsea get the breakthrough. And it's ruled out for the second time tonight. Chelsea have a goal disallowed by VAR. We're going to find out afterwards if if editor Jake went in and replaced it. That's his new thing. It's, <laughs> Surprise. <yeah. laughs> it's Jake. We don't know during recording. We find out after the fact. Uh, didn't replace it this time, even though it was probably not a super fun listen. Sorry. Um, but the one thing I had in mind for an idea was the N'Golo Conte song from the French national team, you know. Um, but, you know, copyright or whatever. Thank God it's uh, not contractually obligated. Uh, that's for sure. So, uh, Dan, lineup time. Uh, again, you just you can't settle on a lineup graphic. Foot mobs, sofa score, Google, Premier League sometimes. It looks a little Sophie to me here. Well, Bruno selected his first 11 for a match day squad ever. Well, uh, well so, thank God we got clarification pre-match from Sky because they dude. asked Bruno, did you call Graham on this lineup? What are we doing? What are we doing? You fucking idiot. Like, Did you call the man who brought you here and then was sacked? Graham, I know you're cleaning out your office, but could I run four or five things by you on your way out? Like, no. 
What the fuck? Uh, look, man? anyway, there was uh, 11 players on the pitch for both sides. Uh, there was a full bench, and uh, then there were some stats, Brandon. Hmm. All right, I'll do the I'll do the business. You got it. You got to turn up for me, Dan. Kepa in goal. Yeah, Kukurea, Kulabali, Fofana is a back three. Chili B and Reese James wingbacks. Kovacic, Fernandez, and Conte in the middle uh, with Joao Felix and Kai Havertz up top. Allegedly, uh, subs. We had quite a few. Mudrik came on. Gallagher came on. Uh, Raheem came on. Uh, Chilwell went off. Ingola Conte went off. And Joao Felix went off. Only the three subs. Uh, obviously, we had more. We didn't burn them. Didn't use them. Apparently, we were happy with the way it went. Uh, High-level stats. Uh, we mustered up a 2.17 XG. Story of my life. Liverpool, 0.35. They are a bit shit. We are more shit, unfortunately, with our 12 shots. Only three on target. They get seven shots, four on target. Uh, we just cannot hit the frame. Uh, within the frame of the goal. Sometimes we do hit the frame, and that doesn't work either. Uh, Possession-wise, it was 50-50 split. Uh, we had four big chances. Nick, pop quiz, how many of the big chances did we miss? All of them. Nailed it. Checks in the mail. Uh, Liverpool had zero <laughs> big chances, therefore none missed. Um, we had three saves to there, too. Uh, guys, it's just the same old. Uh, but when you make a change on Sunday and you have his assistant coach take over, what do you expect on a Tuesday? More of the same. The only difference in Golakante marauding around the pitch, Nick. Oh, and how glorious it was. Maybe what was your we'll... tweet? Like, he'd been gone for a year, and he immediately came back and was the best player on the pitch again? I, I mean, it, he is our best player, period. It's not hard to understand why. I mean, the immediate impact of him and everything he allowed the team to do, like, it looked, at times it looked better. Now he he also can't score all of our goals and and you know do all of our defending either. I think that's a little much to ask of one person. Uh, but yeah, I mean it, it was fantastic. I know we'll talk about him in depth as as we go. But um, yeah, I mean I I I didn't watch it live. I was I was busy at work and I wasn't particularly bothered that I didn't watch it live. I, I watched the the main highlights that the uh, the NBC folks put out. And I thought it was absolutely fucking hilarious. Like, I, I mean, it was funny as hell. You could have put the Benny Hill music over all the big misses and all the big chances, and it would have it would have played as comedy. So, I, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not, I don't think any of us are mad. I just think we're disappointed, <laughs> numb, apathetic, just kind of like, yeah, eh, here we go again. And again, like Liverpool. There's no excitement in that game anymore. Like, I, I wasn't chipping or, like, jonesing to get this one in. I wasn't, like, I'll chippy before the game. I was like, huh. I go, I'd hate to lose to these guys. They are bad. And then you're like, well, so are we. So I guess let's just get through this. Oh, and, and Peter Drury was piling it on in the intro. Oh, my God. Two former greats now in the mid-table. Two former Champions League and Premier League. He was Everybody just, enjoys getting the shot oh, in when oh, the man. shine has worn off. I did find it funny when Gomez, Joe Gomez, had the shot. They kept a save, and he's like, wow, that would have been a surprise. Gomez has scored for literally nobody. No <laughs> he's never, ever scored a goal. Uh, I actually did find that a little funny uh add out to joke the one random stat to punch yourself in the face it says 29 chelsea have scored 29 goals in 29 Premier League games this season only ever netting fewer at this stage of the league campaign twice before they did 23 and 21 22 
That's 19-21 in 22 season and 16 in the 1923-24 lacking. Been a bit, literally a century uh, since we've been this poor offensively. And I don't even know how many teams are in the league back then. So, um, and that shithouse of the match moment, shithouse no. things. All right. It was it was pretty grim. We're going to take our first ad break. When we get back, all about the new interim manager that has the same problems. So thank you to the sponsors, and we'll, we'll be right back. Are you missing out on your favorite shows because it's not available in your region? Trying to keep your private time private? Well, let me introduce you to NordVPN. If you're bored of the U.S. Netflix, why not just take it for a spin in the U.K.? Using NordVPN and a click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN brings it right to you. With 5,000 plus servers, no show is out of your reach. Using my link, nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue. You can receive a huge discount on a two-year plan with one month free. We all love to binge, but privacy is a big deal too. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. They've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget, there's literally no risk to you with their 30-day money-back guarantee. Give it a try, and if you like it, great. If you don't, they'll issue a refund, and you can pretend the entire situation never happened. Check it out. My link, nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue to get your subscription started today. All right, so Bruno at the helm, RJ lookalike at the helm, and uh, again, I'm not the least bit surprised. No, I, I didn't think put I, that together. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, he's actually changed his profile, RJ. Good things to say like Bruno, <laughs> Bruno Burner or something like that. It was pretty funny. It's, uh, Dan Silves and Chiellini as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. I t- I quote tweeted Ben Jacobs who kind of had the Bruno quote after the match, and I just said it's more of the same, but I don't blame him at all. We battered them, lacking anyone with an instinct for goal again. I did, I found it interesting. A lot of the discussion again goes down to the attack and same old, same old. I know Dandy don't like talking about lineups and subs and things like that, but if I can pull this one out of you, um, the two strikers that we've picked up this season. The old pull and tug, huh? <laughs> hey, that was a long day. It was a long day. A lot of people, a lot, a lot of, of people. Many, many people were saying, many people were saying it was Anyways, the funniest thing Brandon Buddy's, Busby's ever said on the show. No, Definitely. no David Datro Fafana, nor Abamiang, who has a back injury and he's day to day, which you're like, you know, maybe he's just not interested in having a run out. And so Kai Havertz has played left wing recently. Now he's the striker. He doesn't get subbed off at all. We don't try to really do anything different. And I think. The, the minor tweak of the shape to a 3-5-2 is really the biggest change. So did you see much of a difference stylistically by going 3-5-2 instead of 3-4-3? We still were progressing it the same way. I mean, I think that you essentially saw the players trying to put together the best facsimile of a game plan on the pitch that they've been able to replicate. So wingbacks getting the ball, trying to cross it in, trying to play the ball over the top to attackers, which we've seen in recent games, basically doing anything and everything. This felt very much like the kitchen sink game outside of using subs to try to impact the game fully and uh, get more runners on there, get people who maybe have scored Premier League goals against Liverpool previously that would have been a great option to try to work others into the game. Hmm. But in general, Nick, I just walked away 
in the middle of the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, sh- I should have done that. Um, I walked away empathetic to Bruno in the position that he's in, Definitely. where basically, in most scenarios, the entire assistant coaching staff would be gone most likely with the manager when they get sacked if they came with that individual you know we don't have and i think one of the uh u21 coaches was involved in or was seen on the in the dugout so like they are trying to bring someone in but to have like lampard and and terry watching the game and to have everybody just absolutely going mad about like oh maybe they should just walk down to the sideline and start coaching I mean, Bruno was in a no-win situation. The players were basically doing whatever they thought they could to try to impact the game and maintain some structure. And Liverpool, thankfully, were also so terrible that it really just even out. Draws fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think your point on Bruno... I mean, what what was he realistically supposed to do today? I mean, like, I mean, the cat has... 24 hours yeah, with the team. I, and and I, I will say, I was really impressed, even though this, the interview before the match, I think it was Sky, was absolute horseshit in the, in the questions that he was being asked and, like, the disrespect, frankly, that he was being shown. I thought that was really, really bad journalism. Wasn't um, it Shreve's? think so yeah and like he's been around forever there's no excuse he's a hundred percent fishing and it doesn't mean he's a bad journalist it was just he was he got caught in the clickbaitiness of the situation and totally tried to pull a rug out from underneath him yeah he want he wanted the quote right and you know i think he he is not a bad journalist that was bad journalism uh those two things can be together right uh yeah on bruno i have a ton of empathy for that cat i mean I thought he spoke well before the game. I thought he spoke well after the game. He's clearly not comfortable in this role. I mean, Christ, how could you be? Like, even if you wanted this your whole life to give to be given twenty four hours notice, Brandon, for a job that you're you're likely not a hundred percent ready for. It's just it's insane. And you know, if if any of his players had performed for him today, he'd be a winning manager in his first game. The game was so easily there to be won that I can't even believe that we didn't have three goals in in the first 10 minutes, except it's us. And of course, we yeah, didn't. you know, the, the over two XG. I mean, it was there 12 shots, four big chances, four big chances is so many. Normally, we only miss three, but we missed four in this game. <laughs> um, really overperforming that, you know? Yeah, I just want to talk on the players real quick before I talk about Bruno. Um, guys, again, uh, the back line. Seeing Wesley Fofana, I'm so excited. I am continuing to be so excited by Wes. Wes has swagger. He's fast. uh, And he's so confident on the ball. Like, for a right center back to be able to play centrally and in the channels, him and Reese are going to terrorize. And Mm -hmm. I am here for it. Uh, Huge shout-out to Koulibaly and Kukurea. They bounce back, you know, within 72 hours. They both had terrible games at the weekend. And... Look, the Kukure was back to the harasser role, uh, just especially with Anthony Taylor not calling any fouls. It played right into his game, and he was just harassing 
every Liverpool player. And I loved it. Like, how annoying would it be to play against him? He's always around you, always kicking at the ball, your shins, whatever's there. He's just kicking, chopping it every time. And I thought Koulibaly played with a huge presence today. None of the Liverpool attackers, even if it's a 64 in their favor, were stepping to a ball because he just was big body coming through, no nonsense. Um, a little bit shaky on distribution, but like overall to see those two kind of get raked uh, over the coals and then come back, put right back in the lineup and perform like that, uh, credit where it's due. That doesn't mean they have like super long-term futures, but I was uh, surprised to see that, um, at least from the defensive standpoint. Um, Kepa did all right. Uh, Chilwell and Reese James are still phenomenal. Um, Enzo and Conte were brilliant. I think Kovacic, again, just is he's he's in a rough run right now. He's in a rough little patch, which sucks. He's even such a good one before the international break. We talked about, do we extend, do we not? And I think this just goes back to his inconsistency is the reason why you let him go. He's the best on his day, but it doesn't come enough. No, I, I, I'm there. I'm there with a lot of the players at this point. And I think, you know, again, now is not the moment to have our keeps alone episode. We'll do that later in the season. But um, we're on our third manager of the year. Tuchel said in in uh, in July we were at the press conference. The same issues exist because the same players are still here. I don't see any lies detected in that. And you know, it, if if we had a functioning forward, Mitrovic, uh, I don't suspended, know suspended. Sorry. The, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's see what see what we can work out with the old FA there. Um, I mean, even the Ferguson cat from Brighton, um, like any of any functioning forward that could strike the ball at goal, and this Chelsea team are I I would bet money if we had a nearly twenty goal scorer, I'd bet that we are in the top four race, if not comfortably in there. Um, the rest of the team. Dan is good enough. The scoring is just the worst I have ever fucking seen. It is the worst. There's no standard being held to the attackers. There's no underlying stat or data point that you can point to that gets me excited for seeing any of them (laughs) leading the line at this moment. And... Like realistically, yes, there have been, you know, the way we play has sometimes made it very difficult. So even when the XG looks really high, the type of like the amount of space that they have is very limited. Uh, actually does take into a lot of, you know, a lot of things into consideration. Um, but I, I do think whomever comes in, is likely going to need to move off of some of the attackers and try to bring in people who have shown, even in a different league, an ability to score at a high rate. And I think actually it's less about scoring in volume and more about what they do with the shot that they have. Like I think you know you 100%. point out perfectly like the Ferguson goal today. That was also in a tight areas. That was also, but it required a lot of, you know, finesse. It required a lot of confidence. And it was a great goal. Like, that is the type of goal this Chelsea team is not scoring right now. <laughs> well, we don't score one-on-one with the keeper goals anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't, we can't, 
I mean, when I joked about my three-word match review, and you guys have posted that clip on social media before of me fluffing my chance at the at the goal line, that is our team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Fuck out of here. Um, that that's our that's our team. Like I was legitimately laughing at some of these replays, and I don't think, you know, like I don't I don't think that's good <laughs> that like a person who loves this club so much could just be watching replays of a match that he didn't see live and go, Oh, there's no way that's going in. I mean, Kovacic has two amazing opportunities and cannot for the life of him, figure out how to shoot the ball at goal. Jao Felix. Why are you shifting the ball back to your right foot? You have acres of space to shoot the ball. Kai Havertz. We don't need to see anymore. We're I think sample size is big enough at this point. Like it is fucking comical. The only person on our goddamn team that can hit the ball at goal is Reese. And he was unlucky with a frankly dubious offside call today uh, on, on his goal. But he's the only one that when we hit the ball at goal with any sort of velocity, it can go in. But they just refuse to do it. I don't understand it. It's fucking ludicrous. But, you know, it, it is what it is. So. Paychecks coming tomorrow, regardless, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I just want to cap real quick with um, some of the quotes from Bruno, because I don't think we know anything about him. And why should we? Right. He's an assistant, but he's been thrust in the limelight. And I've got a ton of respect for the guy. And I just think that a lot of people will, too, if you haven't heard or read his post-match c- comments. Um he says, quote, as a player, you invest a lot in the manager. They had a great relationship with Graham, and he's been really supportive with them after leaving. It was truly difficult for me to enjoy tonight. It's been a really sad time, but I've just been trying to focus on being the best version of myself to help the boys. I think that is an extremely mature way to approach it. Uh, he goes on to say, asked if he'll still be in charge for Saturday's trip to Wolves. Again, we're going to ask him every single game. Hey, you still going to be here tomorrow? Oh, all right. Just checking. Hey, just. He doesn't know. Exactly. (laughs) No, ask someone else. Ask someone who can give you a fucking answer. Why would you ask him that question? That is fucking dumb. You're right. His response, quote, as it stands, I just expect to go home to rest and focus on hour by hour, day by day. The owner know the staff are going to be as professional as we can. We try to represent this club the best we can. We know the standards here and what is demanded, end quote. You can't ask for anything better with considering the situation we're in, Dan. I have, again, nothing but respect for the group. They're being asked to take over an impossible situation. It's a lose-lose for everybody. Um, the game at times was open. It was exciting. There's just a an unbelievable amount of anticipation with absolutely no relief at the, the top end of the pitch. <laughs> You are doing a great job. <laughs> what? You can you're, tell you're you can me. tell that you're back in sales because boy oh boy the spin cycle that you are throwing that match performance through right now, it is coming out way cleaner. You don't create that many in. chances and call it boring. We just can't finish. Wow. I am I am shocked. I mean, can I just say those quotes, you can tell that Bruno is a captain. Like that's that's yeah. captain stuff. Like you, you no no average player comes out with that sort of emotional intelligence to to say like, hey, I didn't really enjoy that tonight, and I don't know if I'm going to be here Saturday. But yeah, keep asking. And he doesn't say fuck off to anybody. 
I mean, that was masterclass, Dan. That was great. All right. You know, anybody who gets to coach Ingolo Conte has uh, at least a little bit of an easier time adapting to the situation that they're put into. Can we talk about just how majestic our boy is? Just how unbelievable he is? He's fearless. He clearly is fit. I just, I love him so much. He's he's just the best. Uh, unfortunately, Bruno didn't realize how good he is because we put three people in the midfield and we didn't need it. I mean, him and, he, he was literally playing as a, in a 3-4-3 three, three for a while. He's playing right wing. He was everywhere. He did everything. Uh, Kovacic was even freed up to release. At some at one point, he had Kovacic in the box. We're like, what? <laughs> we have that much freedom under N'Golo Kante? Like, Damn. And I believe, Nick, you offered him the open check on behalf of Chelsea Football Club PLC. Yeah, look, um, <laughs> I know this isn't legally binding. Um, and so I must say that because there are probably lawyers listening. But, um, you know, on behalf of everyone at Chelsea and Golo, and I, I mean this with no legally binding language whatsoever. Welcome to Chelsea forever and forever and forever and stay for, as long as you as long as you can, really. Once you're done playing, we'll figure out something else for you because you are the fucking best. Minis on us, baby. Minis on us. Never leaving. Everyone gets a mini. Minis gone around. Let's go. We've already <sighs> spent a lot of money. Why not? I well, yeah, they broke it down. So it was what you had to buy Potter for twenty one and a half. You paid him thir- twelve, and then you paid him thirteen to leave. You paid fifty million. Are they sacked Tuchel? So I think someone did the math. We've essentially spent fifty million on coaches this season, and we don't have one. And wow. what's funny <laughs> that about that could have gone a long that. way to getting a new goalkeeper, striker, to getting a new striker, a new yeah. a new set piece coach. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just imagine that none of those coaching options are going to be able to score us one fucking goal, not one. I might pay fifty million for one right now. <laughs> this is where we're at. Seriously. Uh, all right, we're gonna take our, our last ad break. When we get back, uh, try to figure out what we're going to do on the other side of this uh, dark cloud. So, thank you, for the sponsors, again. We'll be right back. Bet you didn't see this coming. Hope you're ready to hear editor Jake's voice for a while in the ads. <laughs> this time we're coming with Shady Rays. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and more. Shady Rays is a world-class sunglasses company, independently built, that'll have you thinking you're wearing some of the world's top brands that you already know with durable frames and extremely clear optics. Not only clear optics, but clear ethics as well, having donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. Something that we have done at London's Blue Podcast. So, and if you're worried you won't like your pair, they will exchange it, they'll give you a new pair, or you can return them for free within 30 days. And if you're worried you might break them, Thanks to Lost and Broken Replacements, you can get a replacement pair, no questions asked, anytime. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code LONDONISBLUE, all one word, all caps, for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's right, LONDONISBLUE, all caps, spelled just like the podcast, you know, the podcast you're listening to right now, you can see it in the title. All caps, one word, 50% off, two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try it out for yourself. The Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right. So um, by now, we all know the shortlist. The shortlist is pretty well defined. 
but then NASDAQ come out and say, well, there's another list. And so you're like, oh, okay. So we really actually don't know. It's, it's, it's what we do know is Lawrence Stewart and Paul and Stanley are leading the charge. I think as sporting dire- or technical directors, they technical directors. I, I love that there was a tweet like Lawrence Stewart and Paul with Stanley are, are at the game today. It's like, they better fucking be. <laughs> I think they've been at many a games. This yeah. isn't new. What was yeah. new was seeing Frank Lampard at the game. We'll touch on that in a second. Uh-oh. Uh, but yeah, look, your, your, your two directors are in charge of the process. They're the ones that fired uh, or led the decision to to release Graham Potter. They are the ones uh, leading the charge to um, replace him. And they are just going through a, a fast but thorough hiring process supported by bullying um, um, Eggbad. Badad Eggbali. Badad Eggbali. Guys, we, uh, we're going to nail we that name it. three or four years from now, I think. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, Wolves at the weekend. Um, you know, Real Madrid looming very quickly. What do we do? You know, it's it's one of those things. I had actually said, like, look, if you could just get a mercenary coach for like three months. You know, I said this with the Champions League. Turns out that actually might be what's happening, Dan. Uh, the the son with an exclusive that apparently if Frank Lampard watches one game in a few seasons, he he's back. The they're saying Todd Bully might turn to him to to lead the team for the rest of the season. I don't see Frank Lampard doing that. I could see John Terry doing it, but not Frank. He's already proven in the Premier League he doesn't need to do that. He also had a team this season that was knocking on the the moon door and trying to make its way down to the championship so uh, yes frank lampard is a club legend yes he's an amazing individual do i think that that's the right scenario i will say if you told me just on, on if it was either bruno getting to manage the champions league games and frank lampard I probably would take Frank Lampard, though. So I laugh at the premise, but I thought about it too, Dan. I was like, well, wait a second. What if you literally had Frank Lampard for 12 to 15 games? Like, literally, that was it. That be, I'll and take wait. him just for the Champions League game. Just no, for the Champions League games if no. we can't get the I, permanent manager. In. I think No it's strings deal. attached. Yeah. No, no catching feelings at the end of it. No nothing. I mean, yeah. Gets the Mason only way- to sign the extension. <laughs> the only way <laughs> you're killing me right now. <laughs> this is best case scenario. He I'm comes in, up here. fixes everything, leaves. You know, Chelsea um, should hire me. I'm a strategic <laughs> genius. The, the only way that happens is is genuinely if if you cannot get the person that you want to come right away, and you're not confident that Bruno wants to do that job past like tomorrow. Like that's the only way you would entertain that. I think it would be very strange and i i don't think it would net many better outcomes than we have currently uh but you know crazier shit's happened so you know we'll see i it's it is so weird dan i mean it's such a weird option well you're you're a week away from playing real madrid so your options are go lightning speed and hire an individual who's available to take over for that match, which means that the hiring kind of needs to be done. Like that person would need to be in the stands versus wolves. Yeah. To have some level of being comfortable being parachuted into that match. And I just don't know, given that this, this club has been able to do things 
pretty fast. It has been able to pull off the the occasional miracle. I just don't foresee whether it's uh, Nagelsmann, whether it's Enrique, whether it is Frank Lampard on a interim basis, a little bit of a, a you know uh, a, a fling. Whatever it is, like I just don't know that that is going to happen as quickly as we think. No. Who knows? We're, you know, Brandon's recording with Matt Law tomorrow morning, and so maybe he will have more updated information for us at this time. But in general, Nick, I just I I want them to get it right. Totally. The faster they move, the 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 far larger opportunity for mistakes to be made, Nick. Especially right now, you're in an emotional state. You just broke up with your girlfriend. Like you're gonna jump at something you think is a good idea. Usually, it's not. Yeah, no. I I I am. I'm right there. I, this season's over. It's done. Like, get three more points in the Premier League, guarantee safety, and. And then you have a ton of personnel work to do. Like this is, it is so goddamn important to get this next hire, right? We just talked about this uh, on Monday's pod. I don't want you to rush into it unless you are, unless you've been pre scouting because you didn't buy that Potter was the guy for months and you've had scouting upon scouting trip and conversation upon conversation. And you can, without a shadow of the doubt, look me in the eye and go, this is the guy. Lampard's the guy. There it is. Um, then there's nothing to talk about. Just wait. Who cares? Yeah. Like, and I, and I, I know I'm saying who cares and we're, we're being pretty negative on this show right now, but it's like, it's not going to change anything that this season in the league is over done. I don't think there are five miracles in the champions league. You're not going on five miracles. And look, I don't think we're being negative. I just think from a fan's perspective, we don't care. This is purely being driven by the news cycle because they need something to talk about. I mean, I'm sure they they're seeing a spike in talking about Nagelsmann and talking about Luis Enrique and, and all the managers that they're listing, like any, you know, now it's an exclusive. If like you talk to someone's aunt, you're just like, Oh my God, we're doing Bro, this. I want, we're doing I this want again. Seven, eight interviews in the process. 100%. I want, I want them to meet moms. I want them to, be, to go to picnics. I want them to do a workplace retreat, run a I session a, with the dev squad. Like fucking, I want to see a practical, we, I need I need legitimate experience here to talk about. Like this is not something this team can screw up. Are they getting hired? Or are they going to you know defend their <laughs> thesis for their doctorate? Like a little bit of both, Dan. When hey, we're man. talking about this much money, and the stakes being this high, and I think that they should be super scared and sensitive because obviously they they inherited Tuchel. We're working with him. Didn't work for personality reasons. Would not be the first management team that's changed because personality reasons. That's fine. Move on. You brought in the guy. It didn't work out. Okay. So that was your guy that you vetted and and everyone said was the man. Now you got to show people that you've learned your lesson. You know that there needs to be something different with this team. Hard part, guys, our roster is extremely big. Um, and that has to go into it too. Who do you keep? Who do you look to move on? Who can move on? This, this just goes to the, the intricacies of this. It is not going to be easy. They have to take in a lot of data points to decide what, uh, you know, what is the way to make the biggest impact on not only the manager, but the playing staff. 
you got to think of morale issues, attractiveness of the club without Champions League. Um, there's a lot to go into it. So um, there, you know. there are a lot of players right now who should be looking and assessing their options based on their performance this year. I mean, the, the problem, though, is I think there's going to be both really good players who are two to three years who might be done with the cycle. And I think there's going to be players who are on very good contracts who are in a similar situation or on that two-year mark or that one-year mark, and there might not be a market for them. And so the club is going to have to continue to say that, like, if you view it as a 10-year plan and you view it as this is year two and you're still correcting some of the mistakes or if you're still correcting situations that you've inherited, you are going to have to continue to put money in to fix the problem. And that is going to mean some type of fire sale blowout at the end of the season come summertime to move on some of these players for 50 cents on the dollar or, uh, you know, you know, 50 P on the pound to try to really get them out great, and refresh great conversion, the conversion. Dan, <laughs> just, Wow, I I didn't get it at first, but when you said the second part, I was like, now I know where he is, you rascal. Yeah, they've uh, ripped up Ross the boss's contract. Didn't they rip up someone else's preseason? Masanda, I think. Yeah, so they're not they're not afraid of releasing players, but it's obviously not the best way to do it. And again, like, do you do it right away or do you do it at the end of preseason? Like, it's just, anyways, there's a lot to have, go on. Have any of your opinions changed since Monday or since Sunday? on which manager of these the quoted options feels right i personally haven't dug deep i've read matt naz's articles and that's about as much as i can can handle but my my reason hasn't changed is because it's two days on there's no way there's yeah. enough information uh and i appreciate people looking more into luis enrique and nagelsman and trying to deep 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 dives but not like I'm still processing the first thing that's happened. Like you all are crazy that are like modeling these things out. <laughs> Good for you, but I th I think I'm a little bit surprised in the chatter, Dan, that Pochettino is. I it feels warmer than I thought it would be as, as like an option, and I was, and that's just in like big threads and like people, you know, kind of you know, picking their, their favorites or whatever, but it, I thought it would feel like absolutely not to potch. And like, you know, there's a lot of hate around Enrique and a bunch of these guys, but it kind of feels like people are, are warming to that idea. And that is a sample size of fucking Twitter. So don't take it seriously. Yeah. It's a equivalent of a straw poll of people that you follow. And so you're going to be already having some level of less, less experience or exposure to maybe a broader set of ideas. I do think, based upon the names, I mean, Nagelsmann like, is probably fun and interesting. Like, you know, will it be chaotic? Could it be another 18-month appointment? Sure. But if we go back to starting to win things, like, I, I don't know how concerned I am that a manager in the Premier League doesn't have a plus two-year run rate. Like, let's just get someone who is going to do, yeah, do something fun. And I don't know necessarily if Enrique has – if we have the players at the right stages of their career to drop him in and expect it to go as well as his time at Barcelona. I mean that was 
that was a pretty special time to be at Barcelona. Exactly. Which uh, I think if I were interviewing him, I would kind of be like, explain that away. Like, prove to me you were the reason behind that secret sauce because uh, <laughs> I'm going to have a little bit of difficulty just believing you at face value. One name that hasn't appeared that I would like to appear is Hansi Flick from uh, from the German national team, formerly of Bayern. That that Bayern team in COVID played the best football I've ever seen in my life. They were unbelievable. And I don't know if he still has it or not, but he's a manager with a ton of experience, a ton of experience managing good players. Uh, I would like to see him on the list. I'm not saying I want to see him as our manager, but I would love to see a, a profile like that on my list. Yeah, and, and with that too, right, it's like – um, you know, international managing is completely different than the club. So the fact that the Germans like dropped an egg in the World Cup isn't necessarily an indictment. Didn't he have like a really short CV because he just like swept up out of nowhere and was like went from like somewhere in Germany to Bayern to to the national team right away? I think that was the big knock on him. But I'm gonna stick to this. I want Stewart and Win Stanley to build a clo- culture and an ethos at the club. I want I want them to get everyone aligned, just like Todd said. We're going to have an approach. We're going to have a style. We're going to recruit certain types of players. We're going to play a certain way. And we need a manager to come in and to fill that role. We can't be doing this thing where the manager is the heart and soul of the club. That's the big DNA change that has to happen. And that's where the stability and the consistency comes in from. Obviously, we had... None of that this season. We had the opposite of that. But that's what has to change. And until they do that, do you really need to bring someone in at this point? I really don't. Like I said, if Frank's willing to play ball, that is a marriage of convenience, fine. But like, it's also a slippery-ass slope, and I don't think he'll do it because he could go negotiate with someone else for a long-term contract. So Absolutely not. He's not doing tryouts anymore. I wouldn't. I mean... If if he was definitely in the like, hey, I can, I can save my my boyhood club or whatever, whatever. That's fine with me. But uh, you know, I, I wouldn't do a tryout if I were him. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, at that point, you would. I think you're you're looking at JT and Ash or someone else that you know are in the younger rankings, just giving them a chance to manage up. Um, Nick, before we head out, you have a a bit of a special note that we received after all of the the craziness of Potter getting sacked, um, and just kind of the the whole chaosness of it all and and kind of all the content we put around it yeah so uh alex d whose last name i will spare um sent us an incredible email a couple of incredible emails frankly uh, i just will read a part of and if you want to send us an email um contact at london is blue podcast.com and you know maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll read it um he, he leads this off and I'm not going to read the entire thing because it is a uh, it's a novel, but he says, thank you so much for getting it. Thank you for understanding and elucidating the anguish of be, uh, being a CFC fan while at the same time expressing deep regret that a, a thoroughly decent man got mangled in a dysfunctional thresher. It's a very colorful language to sort of email. Your pod has been an oasis of thoughtful discussion of all of the factors that ALCFC. I've come to rely on you guys not just to keep me up to date on the club and analysis of games, but for your voices of reason. And so many outlets have become toxic off with his head merchants. Um, he, he goes on to say, who am I? I stood on the shed as a teenager. My heart was broken when Eddie McCready was sacked, broken again when uh, Ray Wilkins was sold. 
RIP five years. Uh, it's wild. Uh, and when Pat Nevin was sold, I had to recover from multiple relegations and the near extinction of the club. I've endured, endured the hooligan years. I earned my Chelsea scars. What difference does one more makes? Absolutely love that mentality. I've done the hard yards with the club before as a multi-billion dollar international brand. Um, and so I just, I think in moments like this, you know, to receive a note like that was really nice. I'm glad that, you know, the content on Monday was resonating with people. I'm glad that people that listen to us don't want to dance on someone's grave. I think just as a human being, that's really nice. <laughs> and, uh, and look, I'm, I'm really happy about that. But Alex, thank you very much for the email. That was uh, a huge uh, little boost to us. Yeah. yeah, it was nice. Warm and fuzzy. Warm and fuzzy when a lot of things in Chelsea are not. <laughs> Most emails we get tell me to fuck off. So I was really happy with that. <laughs> yeah. I, and it just, I think it goes to show that like people do appreciate like some just like thought and, and just some effort into it. It's so easy to go to the lowest denominator and uh, just go that route. But, you know, we try not to. So, Hopefully it comes across that way. Um, you know, we always try to, to have a think before we do these things. Um, and yeah, we just appreciate it. So uh, I think this is kind of stemming from the thousandth episode. We got so many unbelievable messages from people. Holy and, shit. And uh, I, we had no, no way, no way we had a clue just how much we we're impacting people beyond just being Chelsea fans and their lives. And so um, definitely motivated us, uh, kind of kept the fire going. And we're just so thankful and appreciative. So again, as as we go through the rest of the season, the journey, um, let's just kind of accept what it is. Uh, there's no no sense to burn it all down. Uh, Potter's been released. They made the change. It's what people wanted. Now let's figure out how to win the damn Champions League because that is the only thing we got going for us. Um, so yeah, Dan of the match. We didn't do it, but it would have been a formality. And Gola Conte. Like, we're, yeah. our our record is ruining our Dan of the match. Like, have you sent a legal notice to the club that, like, they are cramping your style? Yeah, it's a cease and desist order coming for your terrible form. <laughs> we should try it. Do you think it would work? Or? Uh, cr- crazy. <laughs> I mean, we haven't been invited back, which I thought would have been the easier solution. Yeah, seriously. Teams hate this one crazy trick that fixes their form. <laughs> God. <laughs> What a thumbnail that is. All right. Well, Angola Conte, an absolute machine. Um, so we're midweek. There's more games tomorrow, so everyone's all over the board. But uh, we're in 11th. Su- surprise. What? Matt Law special coming up. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I was going to do the table first. Uh, we're still oh, in 11th. Yeah. We're firmly planted there. Uh, Nick, we're one point closer to 40 points. So uh, continue your charge to safety. Um the other games, I mean, again, just a lot of goals, nothing going on for us. Leicester look just out of their depth. It seems like that is uh, going to be a sad story for them. Brighton continuing to look good under Deserby. And Leeds putting up a bit of a fight. So um, at the bottom of the table, which is really all that matters, Southampton 20, Leicester 19, uh, Bournemouth 18. And then uh, you've got Nottingham Forest 17, Everton 16, West Ham 15, Wolves 14, Leeds 13, and Palace in 12th. All of them within seven points from 12th to 20th, seven points. It is going to be an absolute bum fight at the bottom. And, uh, <laughs> wow, what the f- I, I, 
I don't even know what to say to you right now. It's a mess. You, you are out of control. So well, I mean, he's on one, Nick. It's it's a mess <laughs> down there, guys. Like you don't want to watch, but God. Luster what City the, red card you can't get out of the way against man. Villa. They need to figure it out. Um, yeah, we got Matt Law tomorrow. I'm gonna grill Matt, so get ready. Um, I, I'm sure yeah. he's gonna have a lot to say. <laughs> Uh, by the end of it, we'll know if Potch is coming or not. Let's just leave it at that. We will have a final answer. Oh my God. Um, can you tell we're punch drunk folks? What else? What else we have this week? I don't even know. Anything else on the content? Famous CFC. Hey, they're back. The the boys are back. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. What, if anything happens, drop emergency pods. We'll keep you updated. We appreciate you being here. We appreciate you. You and Sam commiserating with us. And well, we're dropping the mat pod now. So we, you know, have to maybe shuffle things around. You know, again, it's, Hmm. uh, chairs on the deck of the Titanic at Chelsea Football Club at the moment. And, you know, we just got to rearrange, re-coordinate a little things around that. Yeah, very true. Um, I don't know what else is going on, Nick, because after Matt Law, I'm going on vacation. So it's on you guys. Sorry, I stopped paying attention. <laughs> and that's different from a regular pod, Hal? Yeah, no Okay, doubt. hey, yeah. I'm the captain of this ship. <laughs> off to the plank. We're kicking you off, Dan. Um, but you'll have to be back for this weekend because, again, I'm going to be gone. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be in D.C. I'm going to try to meet up with the RVA Blues. A uh, bunch of friends from the trip there. Uh, no promises, uh, but it would be awesome to meet up with some more Chelsea fans. So, if you're there, tweet at me. I know Taylor's there. Uh, Gio's going to be in town. Let me know. Would love to connect with some of you guys. Um, but we're going to wrap it up. Um, sorry, 0-0 draw, like pr- as expected against Liverpool. Um, but I think that there's some good character being shown uh, amongst some of the players in the staff. So you might as well get behind them and embrace them. It's it's temporary, so there's no sense in trying to burn it all down right now. Um, all right, well, that's going to wrap. Until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do? Keep the blue flag flying high.